This is episode 54 on the Millennial Life School podcast, Dating Churn-Ons and Churn-Offs, Guys versus Girls, The Questions You Wish You Knew the Answer To. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Millennial Life School podcast. So with Valentine's Day coming up next week, I thought it would be really fun to do an episode on dating and relationships. So most of the listeners here on my podcast are in their 20s and early 30s. And as people in this age group, one of the topics that I can arguably say is on the forefront of the minds of a lot of people in this age group is dating and relationships. So a few days ago, in preparation for this episode, I posted on my Instagram asking four questions related to dating and asking answers from guys only versus girls only, just to see if there's any disparities on how guys and girls think about certain topics, like who pays on the first date, and how often you should text in between dates, etc. So these are some of the questions that I feel like, you know, personally, I'm like, oh, I wish I knew the answer to this, and also thought would be interesting for guys to also listen to and see how people answered guys versus girls. So from my personal experiences, I really wanted to do this episode because I feel like I've met a lot of, you know, good-hearted guys or potentially good guys who it just didn't work out because maybe they just didn't know how to pursue a girl. And to be honest, it just like made me feel like, hmm, like, oh, he's not interested in me or, you know, like things just didn't work out. So I thought it'd be really cool if we can just have a clear conversation on this, see different perspectives so that girls can understand guys better and guys can understand girls better. And so that, you know, people can have more clarity when it comes to dating. So this episode is not going to be something that's like really deep, like, you know, how to find a good guy or something like that, but very practical dating and the how-tos in terms of dating. And also just a disclaimer, I'm not an expert in dating and relationships, and there are a lot of mistakes that I've made in this area, but my hope is that this episode will bring some clarity and diminish the gap of confusion in this area. So, I'm just going to go through the questions that I asked on my Instagram story and read you guys some of the answers from the guys versus from the girls. And also, I'm going to give some of my personal thoughts from my own experiences as well. So the first question that I asked on my Instagram was for the guys to answer only I asked, okay, guys, who do you think should pay on the first date? Your thoughts on girls offering to pay or splitting the bill? And I think in some ways, like this whole idea of like, oh, who should pay on the first date can be something that people have different thoughts and opinions on. But anyways, I'll get more into that. But first of all, okay, this is how the guys 
most of the guys who submitted an answer to this question on my Instagram answered. So for the most part, most of the guys said guys pay. Guys pay, guys pay, guys pay, guys 10 out of 10. Um, and then, yeah, but then there were some people who answered, okay, whoever was the one to ask out for the date. And then, yeah, if the guy requests a date, then him. So I guess similarly, this person was saying like, oh, okay, if the girl asked the guy out on the date, then the girl should pay. Um, and then I had some guys answer in a way where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like willing to pay unless she wishes to split, then I'll respect that. So that's kind of how the guys answer that question. And the responses from the girls overwhelmingly the girls answered to the same question on who should pay most of the girls said men on the first date the guy the guy and then also like the question that I asked for the girls was who do you think should pay on the first date and do you think it's a turn off if the guy doesn't offer to pay or would you rather split the pay and most of the girls said okay men pays on the first date and that yes it's a turn off if the guy doesn't pay um, but I did also have some answers, some different answers, things like um, whoever is more financially stable should pay, would love for the guys to pay, but don't mind if I pay either. Um, and then another girl was like, okay, like it doesn't really matter, but if the guy pays, then I would think that's a turn on. So here's my personal thoughts on this. So this topic can be a little bit of a sensitive topic in some ways because it can feel like it's a financial topic, right? And I've had an answer from a girl say that whoever is more financially stable should pay. But on a first date, I don't think it's really about the finances. I think it's really more about the heart attitude. So from my own experiences, there's only been two incidents where I pay for my own meal on the first date. So the first incident was this guy, we connected online, but he asked me out on a date. So it was our first time meeting in person. And we met at this place um, at the Grove at the farmer's market. And at the farmer's market, you, you get the food first and then you pay for it and, and then you sit down to eat it. And it just so happened that I was in line in front of him. And that, first of all, I think if the guy had a little bit more experience in terms of dating, he would know that... If he intended to pay, then he should, in, in this kind of situation, he should be in line first instead of telling me, oh, go, go ahead first. Because then what's going to happen is the girl's going to get the food and then she's going to hit the cashier first. And then it's going to be like awkward, like for her to just be like, for her to just like get the meal and then the person on the cashier register to tell her, okay, like this is how much your meal is. And it's like, it puts the girl in a weird situation because it's like weird, you know? So like the girl, like the, the person is telling her to pay. And then for her, it's like, oh no, like I'm paying with him. Or like it's, it really puts the girl in an awkward situation. So that's like a huge, like very practical thing. If you go on the first date, 
let's say at a coffee store or something like that, like the guy should be in the line first, I think, if the guy intends to pay. Um, and it just like puts the girl in an awkward situation if the girl orders first and is asked to pay. So I was kind of in that situation. So as I was in line, I was already thinking like, oh, I wonder if the guy is intending to pay or like how this is going to be. So I just said like, hey, like, um, like, should we split? Like, how should we pay this? Because it was very confusing and I didn't know what he wanted to do. So I asked that and he said, yeah, sure. Yeah, we can pay for our own meal. And immediately, even before the date began, that was a huge turn off. <laughs> and just like, it just made me feel like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is not a date. So there are a couple things that I perceived from this action. So one, it made me feel like him just saying like, okay, yeah, like, let's split the meal. You can pay for your own meal and I'll pay for mine. It made me feel like, okay, just from the first impression that he's probably not that interested in me because I would assume that if a guy is really interested in me just from the first impression on the first date that he will want to pay for my meal and that he will want to come off and present himself in a way that shows that he's a guy who knows how to take care of his woman and wants to take care of his woman this way. So it just made me feel like it was a turnoff because it just seemed like, okay, he's not that interested. Um, and another thing that it made me feel is like, oh, he doesn't know how to treat a woman. He doesn't, it just gave me this impression that he's someone who isn't, who doesn't really know how to date which actually he confirmed himself on the date saying that he's like never been in a relationship before and he's like totally new to dating. So I'm like, okay, that's probably why he didn't really know how to handle that situation in a way that the girls would prefer. But yeah, so it was just like a turnoff. And also another way that I interpreted this was that he is not a leader type, that he doesn't know how to lead in the relationship, and that he's someone who is very passive, which also is a turnoff. And the one another time that I paid for my own meal on a first date with a guy was with a guy that I knew that I probably never want to see him again. Like, I just, there was no attraction, there was no connection, there was no chemistry. I was just bored for the whole meal, and it was just, I just knew, like, okay, this is, this is not going to work out. And in that case, I insisted that I pay for my own meal because I felt bad, and I just didn't want him to pay. I just wanted us to split the pay. That's it. And, you know, say, like, thank you for your time, say goodbye, and then never talk to each other again, you know? So in that case, I actually insisted that I pay for my own meal. And I think that's something to note. Like, for those guys who have let the girl pay for her own meal on the first date, I'm just, like, curious. Like, 
So did that work out for you guys? Like after the girl paid for her own, her own meal, did that really work out? Or after that, like you guys never talked to each other? Because I feel like in many ways, that could be also telling if like the girl insists on paying for her own meal. Maybe that's just a sign that the girl is not into you. I think when the guy offers to pay and like takes care of the woman in this way, I think that's very masculine and attractive. And on a date, I want to make the man feel like he is masculine, that he is someone who knows how to take care of his woman. And, you know, like when he pays for the meal, I would always like affirm like, oh my God, oh, that's so sweet of you. Like, oh, this is so nice. Oh, thank you so much. And just like make him feel appreciated and feel good about who he is as a man and just feel like, oh, like I'm a man who knows how to take care of his woman and I feel appreciated in this way. And also, if the guy pays for, let's say, the meal, then if the girl also is interested in him and wants to spend more time with him after the dinner or the lunch or something like that, I think it's always really good because that opens up the door for the girl to suggest like, hey, oh, thank you so much for getting the meal. That was so sweet of you. And I really appreciate that. Uh, do you want to go get any desserts? The dessert will be on me. And it just kind of opens up this door of the girl being able to also suggest an activity or a way to just kind of return the favor and also gives the opportunity for the girl to hint at him that she is interested in him and wants to spend more time with him. So those are some of my thoughts and opinions on this, as well as some of the answers that I received from the guys versus the girls on this question on who pays on the first date. And the second question that I asked on my Instagram for guys and girls to answer is, what are some of the biggest turn-ons slash turn-offs for you on a date? And on this one, I'm going to answer kind of together because I think a lot of the guys and the girls had similar answers for some of the things. So a common answer from both the guys and the girls in terms of what's a big turn-off is if the the person, the guy or the girl is being rude to someone. Like if they're on a date and they see the other person being rude to the waiter or to the valet person or something like that, that's a huge turnoff. And I totally agree. And it's not in, just in dating relationship, but that's a turnoff in general. Like I just would not even want to be friends with someone who is being rude to the people around them. So I think that's just like a character thing that's pretty universal. So yeah, don't be rude to people, guys. <laughs> um, and also a turnoff that I received the answers from both the guys and the girls is around being distracted. So it's a turnoff if the guy or the girl is on their phone, is constantly checking the time or being distracted on a date, that's a turnoff. And for sure it is. And that also goes both ways. So for turnoffs from the girls, you know, people said like a non-engaging conversation, being distracted. Um, and also an interesting one was from a girl, she said it's a turnoff if the guy has a dirty car on first date. That's actually something that I never really 
thought about. But let's say the guy is actually picking up the girl on a first date in his car. It would be a turnoff if like I get into the car and there's like trash everywhere. And it would just, yeah, it would be a turnoff for sure. And then turn on. A girl said, coming up with ideas, suggestions, and plans for the date. That definitely is a turn on. Even before the very first date, I thought it was a huge turnoff when the guy just didn't know how to plan and how to set the date and make suggestions on what to do. I remember there was this guy who asked me out on a date, but it was such a huge turnoff even before we went on the date because he just did not know how to plan for the date. He just kept asking me, hey, like, what do you want to do? When do you want to meet? Do you have any suggestions on what we should do? And I just felt like, why don't you suggest certain things and we can make a decision? And it was frustrating because I felt like he wanted me to like look up the restaurants and set a date, all that stuff. And to be honest, it just made me feel like he was expecting me to be a leader in this relationship. And to be honest, in a dating relationship, I don't want to be the leader. I want the guy to know how to lead and I want the guy to know how to be active in the relationship instead of being passive. I think it makes the guy look like someone who is very indecisive and that kind of worries me because then when it comes to bigger life topics in terms of moving the relationship forward towards marriage or like bigger life decisions like that, like I would just assume like it just makes me feel like he would be a guy who just doesn't know how to guide the relationship in the direction or make decisions on things like this. So when the guy is constantly asking like, hey, like, where do you want to meet? And constantly asking approval from the girl in terms of like where he should take her. It's just starting the relationship on the wrong foot where the girl is kind of setting the standard and the girl is setting the mood. And let's say the girl suggests like a really expensive place that she likes then now she feels like obligated like oh hey since I suggested this place like I don't know if you're comfortable paying this much so you know I'll just get the meal and it's just you know it's just like a weird situation um, if the girl suggests the location then also it puts the pressure on the girl to also feel like she needs to pay for the meal instead of like oh the guy is taking me out on a date it's like, oh, I'm taking the guy out on a date. Also a huge turnoff for me that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about but have experienced was when guys make really cocky jokes. And for guys, maybe a lot of guys are just like, no, I'm just joking. Like, I don't take myself seriously. Like, it's just a joke. But when guys make these really cocky jokes, like, oh, you're so lucky that you're with me. Like, little jokes like that, it just throws me off, to be honest. Like, of course, it's attractive for the guy to be confident. But when the guy makes these jokes that are very cocky continuously it just makes me feel like I don't know it just 
it throws me off. Like, I, it's hard to pinpoint, but it kind of throws me off. And kind of similar in that lane, I think it's a definitely a red flag, not just a turnoff, but like a red flag. When the guy makes jokes that make a girl feel insecure. And in some way, I feel like maybe certain cocky, pompous jokes from guys throws me off because it feels like it's in that lane a little bit. Because it's kind of like, I don't know, it feels a little bit manipulative where the guy is trying to condition a girl to think that like he is so good for her and that she is not, that she is lucky and that, you know, she can't have someone else as good as him or something like that, you know? And a red flag, I think, like I said, is when the guy makes jokes that make a girl feel bad about herself. And as girls, like, we need to pay attention for those things. When the guy makes comments that seem like it's not such a big deal, but you leave feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, like, like, why do I feel bad about myself? Like, I think those are things that we need to take note of and not just gloss over because I think that's really telling. And also, like, it could be little comments that doesn't seem like a big deal, but those little comments built up can be very manipulative and it can be very controlling. And I think that should definitely be a red flag. So, like, for example... Like a friend of mine was telling me that she was dating this guy and he would say little comments that didn't seem like such a big deal, but just made her feel bad about herself. And like the example she gave was like, he would say things like, oh, like, oh, you're really cute. You're really cute. You're kind of big for a girl, but you're really cute. Like little comments like that, like, like that's so sly. Like it's like comes off as like, oh, he's kind of complimenting me. But he like really slipped in there like, oh, you're big for a girl. And now the girl is going to leave feeling like, oh, am I big? Oh, do I need to lose weight or things like that? And then this also kind of goes off also in terms of like appearance. If the guy is in front of the girl commenting about certain people's um, appearance, like, oh, wow, like that girl is so curvy. Wow, look at those hips. And now, and if the girl is like, for example, like me, I'm very not a curvy type of woman. Um, I would just leave feeling like, oh, like he's very into that. Maybe I need to be more curvier or, you know, like things like that. Those like little comments that he makes that make you feel bad about yourself. I think that's definitely a red flag. And like, you don't want to be with the guy who is kind of making you feel bad about yourself like that. And I think those are little tactics of manipulation and should be avoided. And the third question I ask is, what's something you wish girls slash guys knew when you guys are in the pursuing stage of the relationship? So some of the answers that I got for from the guys is about being transparent, not playing games, and not expecting us to be mind readers. And knowing what you want in the beginning of the relationship. I think that's very true. Like if you don't know what you want, then you're going to be wasting a lot of time with people that you know are not a good fit for you. 
Um, and then for the girls, some of the girls said things like be initiative, don't hide your feelings, to only pursue if serious. When girls say no multiple times, that's really a no. True, true. And then the last question, the last question that I asked on my Instagram is in terms of texting in between first and second date. So I asked the guys, like, guys, how often do you think you should text in between first and second date, given that you like her and want to see her again? And a lot of the answers were kind of ambiguous from the guys. They said things like, as much as needed, as much as they vibe. And I think this is a little bit kind of like, hmm, that is, you know, what does that mean? Um, and another person was like, I'll leave it to her judgment. That too is like, so like, like, do you, so what does that mean? <laughs> and so I asked the girls too, girls, how often do you want to be texted by a guy you went on a first date with in between dates, assuming you're interested in him enough to go on a second date? And overwhelmingly, the most common answer from the girls is every day, like at least once a day, every day, every day, but not crazily for her day, but just like simple texts, like a morning text or just checking in and then or every few hours. But for the most part, most people said every day. And I wanted to ask this question because I feel like there is a lot of confusion because now that, you know, dating in the modern age is a little bit different because now, you know, we have text messages and things like that. Um, so I think when it comes to very practically in terms of dating and pursuing a relationship, texting for sure comes into the play. And I wanted to ask, and I wanted to ask this question because I've seen like guys discuss this topic and I've seen guys like talk about this online and the things that the guys were saying in terms of how often you should text in between dates were things like don't text her very much just text her like once a week and someone said the answer is only text for logistics you don't want to scare her. You don't want to come off as being too pushy or you, you don't want to scare her away. But like seeing these responses and seeing these guys talk about this, I was like, what? Is that really what guys think? Because for me, I definitely disagree. I think I side with a lot of the girls who said every day, I would definitely want to receive a text from a guy that I went on a first date with that we already have a second date planned. I would want a text from him every single day. And it doesn't mean like I want him to text me like all the time and that like I expect him to text me back like with the minutes or whatever. Like I don't expect that, but just like small, simple things. And I think in terms of texting, like I would get annoyed if the guy is asking me all these really deep questions things like hey like what's a movie that really spoke to you and changed your life and how did it change your life 
Like I wouldn't want guys to ask me things like that over text. Like any question that would require me to write a freaking essay over text, like I don't have time for that. Like I think that would be really annoying if the guys constantly ask me questions like that and I would probably like not reply for a very long time. But every single day if he texts me things like, hey, like, good morning, hope you have a good day, or hey, like, do you have a busy day today? Or hey, hey, Sharon, like, how's your day going? Like, short little texts like that just to, like, check in daily, I would really appreciate that. Because if you don't, then the whole day, the girl is probably wondering, like, is he going to text me? Like, I wonder if he's thinking about me. Or, like, you know, like, the girl's going to be wondering all these different things. And if you don't text her every day, it just, for me, it makes me feel like, oh, okay, like, he's not that serious, he's not that interested, and it, like, loses the momentum. Because after a great first date, leading into the second date, I think there needs to be some kind of momentum that gets built up, and I think, like, you had a great first date, then throughout the week, it'll be nice to just, like, very playfully text, you know, like throw some jokes out there, you know, like things that are just fun. I think it's, it like makes it interesting. But if the guy doesn't text me all throughout the week and then like the day before or the day of the date, he just texts me, hey, so are we still good for tonight? I would just like, that. I'd be really annoyed with that. And I would just think like, oh my gosh, do I really want to go on the second day? Like he doesn't seem that interested. Um, maybe he just like totally forgot about it and maybe he wants to cancel this day but feels bad so he just didn't text me all throughout the week or something like that so that's how I would feel um, and also like before I end this podcast like I wanted to go over a couple things that I feel like a lot of people have questions about and I think one thing is in terms of like can girls initiate and I think I'm saying this because a guy on my Instagram, he actually said something like, oh, like, and girls can initiate. Like, girls can initiate. It's 2022. Like, don't be timid. Girls can initiate. I think, yes, girls can definitely initiate. But I don't think I would recommend that. And also, um, I think... In terms of like the girl girl side, I think the girl can definitely be active and showing her interest to the guy and kind of letting the guy know that she's interested in him. But once she takes that first step to really like let the guy know and hint at him that she is interested in him, I think the ball is on the guy's side and it is up to the guy to initiate the first date and for the guy to ask her out. And actually, yesterday I was listening to the audiobook of the book Outdated by Jonathan J.P. Pokluda. And he says something in the book that I feel like, like it really, he like put into words something that resonates with me in this area. And so this is what he said, quote, although a woman can ask a man out, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for one reason in particular. You pick your own problems in dating and marriage. 
Having a passive husband, or conversely, a controlling wife, is one of the most common root causes of problems in marriage. I have observed that myself and heard it often from others who are in a marriage and ministry full time. By asking a guy out, you might be asking for that problem. And at the least, you are choosing someone who has been passive in terms of not asking you out himself and enabling him to remain passive. What does it mean to be passive? A passive man is a passenger in the relationship. Instead of making decisions such as the decision to get married, he just goes with the flow and takes the path of least resistance. Instead of taking initiative, he just lets things happen. He's not the one to willingly work on the relationship or come up with ways to serve you better. Before you think this is an outdated thinking, I will just say I have never met a woman who didn't want a guy to initiate and clearly communicate his intentions. End quote. And I definitely agree. And I think throughout this podcast episode, things like, you know, the guy not knowing how to plan for the date, um, like in terms of how often he should text, like turn-ons and turn-offs, things like that. I think a common theme that I've noticed from all the answers and also just like from personal experience as well is it is definitely such a turn-off when the guy is very passive in the relationship. Like things like, okay, not knowing how to plan a date or not, you know, like not knowing how to make a decision when it comes to having dinner, like things like that all show passivity. And that's just not attractive. And this is also something that JP talks about in the book. And he talks about how great leaders know how to remove confusion and bring clarity in relationships. And this is something that I can attest to as being so true. And I feel like, man, there's been so many incidences where the guy just just would not know how to move the relationship forward. And it's like after the first date or after you first start texting each other and show interest in each other, you should always be actively moving towards something. It's either you're actively moving towards being in a committed relationship and moving the ball that way or actively ending the relationship I think you know after the first date or after initially just getting to know each other you should just try to figure things out and if you notice from like the first date or things like that where you just notice like okay like I don't think this is going to work out then you should just end the relationship and communicate that clearly in terms of why you don't think it'll work out but then like if the guy is constantly texting me and it's been like more than a month, but he's not clearly communicating his intentions or like where he sees this relationship going. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like it's either we move forward or we end it. Like I don't like being in that maybe situation. So, okay, a couple things that I feel like I would really appreciate is let's say the first date went well then before the end of the same day 
if the guy wants to go on a second date, he needs to let the girl know and ask her out on the same day of the first date. That removes confusion. Because if not, after the first day, you say goodbye. And then he's like, oh, I had fun. Have a good night. And then you guys leave. The girl's going to be wondering, so, like, what next? Like, did he like me? Like, is he going to ask me out on a second date? Like, all these different things, this kind of confusion. And then, even worse, let's say after the first date, he, like, doesn't clarify in terms of, like, second date, but hints that he likes you, but then, like, doesn't initiate the second date. And then the next day, the whole day, he doesn't text you and then text you on the second day saying, hey, like, so what are you doing next weekend? <sighs> That'd be really frustrating. <laughs> like, ask those questions, like, the same day of the first date. And then, like, text her the next day. <laughs> like, just say, like, hey, like, how are you doing? Um, I think that is the best. So, in all things, like you have to remove confusion and bring clarity in the relationship. And basically, like have a DTR, like define the relationship. And especially if like you've been texting each other a lot and you're constantly talking to each other, like it's like the guy should like definitely, I think, lead in that direction of like his intentions of why he's texting you or things like that. There's so many guys who just like are very ambiguous with this and they just constantly text without letting you know if he likes you or he's interested in you or something like that. Like, it's just like, it is frustrating. So I would say like, ideally, the guy should clearly like move the relationship forward or end the relationship early. And also sometimes like when you meet someone and you guys are vibing, people who just ask me like, hey, like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like confused. I'm like, oh, like with a group of people. And then if he says like, no, just you and I, then it's kind of confusing. So like, what is this? Are we just like hanging out? Why are we just spending time you and I? Like in that case, like if the guy, like the guy should say date like hey like it's a date but if the guy's like hey we should hang out sometime i think that's very passive and it's it's not very clear so use the word date so you remove that confusion of like what is this yeah so like be clear of your intentions and either move the ball forward or end it because I think putting putting the girl on a limbo is very frustrating. So if like a guy puts you in the maybe zone, I think I just, I would not want to be there. And I think when I was younger, like I would try to endure through the maybe zone where let's say I'm interested in a guy and I want to get to know him better and he clearly is showing interest in me but he's not asking me out and he's just, you know, constantly texting me, wanting to FaceTime me all the time, all that stuff, but he's not really clearly communicating his intentions in the relationship. I think before when I was younger, I would try to just like endure through and just be like always wondering like, oh, maybe, maybe he'll, he'll ask me. 
or maybe this is going somewhere and I will continuously talk to him. But now I have very little patience for maybe. I think because from all my experiences, if you allow the guy to be okay with just putting you in the maybe zone and just dragging this out, like it would drag on like months. Like one month would go by, two months would go by, like even six months can go by and you're still just like texting, texting, texting and like nothing is official. And that's really unloving. And I just realized that it's like if someone puts you in that maybe zone, for the most part, it probably wouldn't work out. So now like if a guy is putting me in the maybe zone or he's not actively moving the relationship forward then it's like after a month I would probably just be like okay like I don't see this going anywhere and like I don't think you know what you want in a relationship so I would just like end it if he after a month of like really getting to know each other and talking to each other if like there is no sign that the guy is bringing clarity in terms of his intentions. And also, like, while I was preparing for this episode, I was talking to some of my guy friends, and I thought what they shared with me was very insightful for me as a girl in terms of how the guys would like the girl to reject him. So, you know, when I think that's, like, the hardest thing because for me, I think in a relationship, my biggest fear is not getting hurt. I think because it's like, okay, if I get hurt, I can deal with that. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, I feel like if I get rejected or something, like I can deal with that. But I think for me, one of my biggest fear going into a relationship is hurting the other person. And I think that is more stressful for me. And so if... Like, for example, like if I have to end a relationship or reject someone, that is very stressful for me. And so I stress a lot about like, how do I communicate that? What do I say? Because I want to be loving in the situation. I don't want him to like be so hurt. But how, how do I do this in a wise way? And I think when I was younger, like I would try, I would be very vague about the reasons and I wouldn't say anything about why like I don't want to continue on in this relationship with the guy but I would say very vague stuff because for me I just like I don't know how to communicate clear clearly and honestly in that way because I didn't want to hurt his feelings and so I remember when this one guy asked me like hey can you just tell me why you decided to like end this and I just like I felt very uncomfortable because I just wanted to avoid that conversation because I just felt like how am I supposed to like communicate to you why I don't like you and like it could be reasons like I think you are very cocky or like the real honest answer could be things like I'm just bored when I'm talking with you or it could be reasons like, I can't really trust you. Like from what I have seen, 
I find you hard to trust and I don't feel safe with that. You know, like reasons like that, or also it could be like things like I'm just not physically attracted to you. And it's hard to say that. It's hard to like communicate that. Um, but I was talking to my guy friends in terms of like, you know, how the, they want the girl to reject them. And they just said like they would want to know like the reasons clearly instead of being very vague about it or blaming other things. Because I've also like said things like, oh, like this is not the season for me to be dating or um, or even blame God for stuff like, oh, like I just want to focus on my relationship with God. Um, and it's just like, wow, like don't, don't blame God. Don't blame like other things, like be honest about it. And my friends, my guy friends also told me that too. They're just like, um, I would rather have the girl clearly let me know like why they're not interested in continuing this relationship with me. Because if the girl is able to communicate that, as a guy, he is able to learn from that and that he would find that to be more helpful than the girl just like not really giving a clear answer. So I think that's an area where I want to learn to be better at in terms of communicating clearly without being hurtful. And I think all in all, um, something that I was just thinking about as I was recording this episode was that I think in the end, just do what is the most loving. Like, just be clear, be honest, don't play games. And also, I think breaking up with someone can be done in a more loving way. I think when you are ending a relationship, both the guy and the girl should be mature enough to be able to have an ending relationship conversation. I feel like many relationships end bad and hurtful because let's say one person in the relationship says something like, hey, let's break up. And the other person just says like, okay, fine. If that's what you want, let's break up. Or like, you know, someone can just like say things like, okay, fine. Like if that's what you want, I will respect your decision. And then they just end the conversation there. But usually when someone brings up, hey, let's break up. Or if the person's like, hey, I don't think this is working out. That shouldn't be the end conversation, but that should be the beginning of a conversation. And I think like I wanted to talk about this because there has been incidences where, you know, I would bring up this topic or this conversation of like, hey, like I don't see this working out. Like I don't think we have a future together and I don't want to continue on in this relationship. And then like I would say that and before I say something like that, of course, I would have thought about it a gazillion times and I would have really just like thought about all these different things, trying to decide like, you know, if I should break up, if I should end this relationship or not. And like, it would be just like all the things after all the thoughts, I would finally 
be able to bring it up when I feel like, okay, I think this is the right right thing to do. But then when I bring it up, and if the guy is just like, okay, fine, I, you know, I respect your decision, and just kind of ends it there, then like, I would just wish that the guy would have instead of just like, kind of ending that because in a way that feels like the guy is just like hurt and he just wants to run away which could be true you know it could be really hurtful but I would really appreciate it if like in that situation maybe not immediately but if like if they can leave room at the end of the relationship to actually be able to have a mature conversation about it instead of just like ending it there and then not talking to each other ever again, you know? Um, Because, you know, like when someone brings that up, it's just like the tip of the iceberg, but there's a lot of things behind why the person is bringing up this breakup conversation. And when you're breaking up, clearly something didn't work out, right? Something didn't work out in this relationship. So in this situation, if the guy and the girl can be mature enough to sit down and talk about why it didn't work out, this breakup can, I feel like, even potentially lead to the couple working things out again, or at the very least, help each other understand in what areas they can grow in so that they can become a better person for their future relationship partner. And I know that talking about why the relationship failed is a difficult and uncomfortable conversation, but it definitely can be done in a loving way if both are emotionally mature to be able to listen without getting offended and defensive and angry and also be able to share with the heart to genuinely help the other person become more aware of his or her blind spots and help the other person become better instead of trying to intentionally hurt the other person. And also like this breakup conversation can be the time to also let each other know all the things they do appreciate about each other. Because in all relationships, there are both good and bad. And I think there's a sense of closure and being able to fully share and thank each other for all the good things that they do appreciate about each other during the breakup conversation while also being able to share their heart behind why they think it would be best for both of them to not continue on in the relationship. Okay, well, um, guys, that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, I hope that this episode was helpful and insightful because, you know, dating is such a confusing thing to navigate through in your 20s and 30s. But hopefully you guys found this to be helpful and that it would bring more clarity in this area. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by sharing this episode on your social media, tagging me on Instagram, and if there are any other topics or questions that you have for me that you want me to record an episode on, 
let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram at Sharon Kilon Han. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. 